Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. We're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. If you'll just take your browser over to supertalktv.com. And today, we're going to hear from change skate shop owner Matt. Robinson out of Tupelo. You may have heard that name. We've actually talked about this already on Good Things. I had to get him on. They recently won funds to help renovate and expand their skate park there in Tupelo, which I think is a good thing. So welcome, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me on. And it's and congratulations. And I know I'm saying congratulations to you, but I think the coolest part of this whole story, Matt, was just the groundswell of support that the Tupelo Greater Community showed for your skate shop and sort of the vision that you all proposed if you had won the fund. So let's take it back to how this all started. What, um, what I guess competition, is that the way to say it, or challenge or whatever it may sure. be that you went up for um, for Tupelo? Yeah, so I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, so we were uh, part of a uh, competition that was put on by Red Bull, the uh, multinational uh, corporation energy drink company. And um, they took over the uh, New Orleans airport, uh, the old Louis Armstrong International Airport terminal, which is still attached to a functioning um, um Sorry, uh, airstrip, but it's not being used. They they shoot a lot of movies in there and that kind of thing. And so they uh, they built five skateboard parks inside of this airport terminal, and they invited ten uh, skateboard shops, local skateboard shops that are involved in their culture, right, locally, and uh, invited us to all bring a team down there. And they said, hey, you can skate on anything. You can put a ramp up against the ticket counter jump up there, grind across it. Um, you can jump over the baggage claim. You can, you know, whatever you want to do. And um, we did. And so five skaters and one filmer, and we were tasked over the course of two days with um, our team, you know, could land as many tricks as they could do in the most creative way that they could interact with their environment there in that airport, which has just unbelievably smooth floors, as I'm sure you're all familiar with uh, just a great place to ride a skateboard but it's not really somewhere where they like you to ride a skateboard under most conditions <laughs> under most conditions um so uh we made a little 90 second edit and put it up on redbull.com and um the community just like as, as you've already alluded to they got behind it in such a massive way and so you know giving all due respect to the skateboarders who are on our team and who uh, actually accomplished all of these Feats of strength and balance, um, the community all across, not just Tupelo, all across Mississippi and even going into Tennessee and Alabama and 
um, people calling us from all over the country really saying, hey, this is a David and Goliath story, and we're here for it. We're voting for you guys every day. Um, and so we were able to take the top spot from other cities in the running like Denver, Colorado, and Houston, Texas, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and um, New Orleans. So cities with exponentially the, uh, the amount of population that we have here, even in all of North Mississippi, and yet we, at the end of the vote, wound up with about 60% of the vote. Which I think is just incredible, right? It's a little bit of the underdog, but it also showed that Mississippi obviously has at least an interest in skate culture or bringing it to Mississippi. I'll be honest, Matt, when I think of like skating communities or I guess a skate culture, Mississippi's not really, you know, coming to the top of that list for me, um, just because I guess I'm not within that, you know, own community. But I'm recognizing that more and more people are getting interested in it. And if they have a safe and organized place to sort of do it, then it opens more, I guess, kids and probably young adults to getting out there and having some fun. When did you open up Change Skate Shop there in Tupelo? How long have you been in the Tupelo community? Yeah, so I've been in the Tupelo community my whole life. I graduated from high school here in 94, and by mid-96, I had opened the the skateboard shop here uh, with with a friend. We were 19, and, you know, it's just... Uh, this is the culture that I've been part of since the mid '80s, and it, it, all of us, whether we, whether you are a professional skateboarder or you're a filmer or you work for one of the brands as a sales rep or you own a shop, what you're really trying to do is stay connected to this thing that you love so much. And of course, skateboarding—the actual physical act of riding a skateboard—is at the center of it. But against skateboarding, you have the art culture and the, you could say, streetwear and fashion culture that is a big part of it. The music that's a big part of it. Uh, travel. You know, you, you skateboarding is a, an urban phenomenon. You have to have concrete. You can't really skateboard on a gravel road. So, you know, you skate all the concrete in your city and you realize, whoa, they have other cities that we could go to. <laughs> we could go see what their concrete's like. And so... You know, it lends itself to a really wide, global um, community of people that, um, you know, we know how to get in touch with each other. And that's generally done through the local skate shops. Is Mrs. I know you have changed skate, skate shop there in Tupelo. What would you say? I know you probably don't know every single one of them. Maybe you do. It is a real small, tight-knit uh, community. Are there other prominent skate shops throughout the state that maybe we're just, you know, sleeping on? Yeah, so across the state, there there are a handful of people that have been involved in the culture for a long, long time. Um, there's a, a shop called Brazen down in Hattiesburg, and uh, the proprietor, Mr. Bubba D, he's been involved in the culture for a long time. He uh, has, has raised a lot of generations of skater kids, and he's still going after it. Um, there are, are new skateboard shops that are opening, um, where, uh, and, and they're opening around skateboard parks. So, for instance, um, I want to say uh, Madison and, let's see, uh, Meridian, um, see several other smaller towns. Uh, I've had people get in touch with me about, hey, we want to do what you're doing in Tupelo. We want to, you know, not only sell skateboards and provide that, uh, because honestly, the Internet can get you a skateboard, you know, in your hand by tomorrow afternoon, but... What they what the internet can't do is care about the culture and have beginner workshops and you know host 
art shows and concerts and that kind of thing. So it's it's really um, more of a cultural hub than it is just a sporting goods store. Matt, so, for yeah, those of us, getting in touch with me about how can I get how can I get started in that? Oh, I love that. I would love to see it spring up. I think kids should be able to have the opportunity to try all different kinds of physical activity or hobbies, and even you know young adults who may want to try it for the first time. I'm sure there comes an age where maybe skateboarding isn't safe to start. I don't know. It does seem like maybe the knee pads should need to get a little thicker if you're going to do it as the decades get um, older. But hey, you know you only live you only live once. But Matt, how would you describe a skate park? Because I feel like someone's listening to good things and they're trying to wrap their brain around what a skate park is so how do you kind of explain that to someone well so skateboarding as i said already is a distinctly urban activity because you have to have concrete skateboarding is really just surfing on concrete and you know there's this great quote from the 70s when skateboarding was really starting to grow out of that southern california soil that 200 years of innovation and progression in America had unwittingly created a massive cement playground. And it was the minds of 12-year-olds on skateboards who saw and unlocked that potential. So skateboarders interact with our environment in a much different way than I suppose most people would. We see a hand... If you walk up to a, a handrail... Uh, as you're going up a stair set, say you're going into a local bank or somewhere and you have to walk up a stair set, well, here's a handrail that you may or may not use to steady yourself as you go up. Well, a handrail is a huge part of skateboarding. Um, that's one of the uh, soccer fields or, you know, baseball diamonds for us. That's where we go to practice our tricks, to, to ollie or to jump up onto that handrail and then slide or grind part of the skateboard down it and land and roll away unscathed, is, that's the idea at least. And, um, you know, stairs, ledges, uh, natural embankments, drainage ditches, um, all of these things are things that I think your average person would just go by without taking notice of. And for us, as I've said already, this could be our Yankee Stadium. You know, this could be uh, a very uh, important part of our city to us because it's where we interact with our skateboards. Now, most of those things. Exist hey, Matt, on can you hang on property. with us? Can we? Hang, we got a break. Yeah. Can you come back with us? We got more with Matt. Absolutely. He's the owner of I'll Change Skate Shop there in Tupelo. Just won money from um, Red Bull to sort of renovate their playground there. And they four wheels would take them there until the cops came and said, "There's no skating here." And so the kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. And the way they roll, just rebels without a cause, with no place to go. And so they kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. So come roll with me, just a rebel, looking for a place to be. So let's kick, uh, uh, and push, yeah, yeah, and coast. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good 
good thing. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can always stream us, too, if you've got the Supertalk Mississippi app. But the best way, too, to find us is on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. If you're into skating, then you need to hit up your local skate shop. We've got Matt Robertson. He's the owner of Change Skate Shop in Tupelo. They recently won funds to help renovate and expand their skate park. I called it your playground, which was probably true, Matt, but the more formal word would be a skate park. And you were explaining how, you know, those that enjoy skateboarding look at their surroundings, particularly the concrete one, completely different than we do. Um, But sometimes there's a more organized or, I guess, formalized place for them to come and play and try their tricks. So is that what you guys will be using the funds for and creating there in Tupelo? Yeah, that's correct. So I was just explaining that the kinds of obstacles that we interact with in an urban environment, whether it's curbs or stair sets or handrails or in natural embankments, that's our soccer field. That's where we do our thing. And so the problem is that most of the time those are privately owned. And so um, having a place, a skateboard park, is uh, ideally a free public space made of concrete where all of those different obstacles that occur naturally in the wild, so to speak, are created in a place um, where kids are encouraged to go. It's a safe environment where, uh, you know, families can be and kids and uh, really kids of all ages can engage in skateboarding. And so where will this be in Tupelo? Well, that's a great question. We have a wonderful skateboard park that we've just finished renovating um, called Warner Park. And it's the, the issue was we had a beginner-level park, and our Park and Rec and our Convention and Visitors Bureau agreed that in order to bring in some very profitable um, competitions and tournaments, that sort of thing, from out-of-towners, out of they wanted to upgrade that skate park to an intermediate advanced level skate park where we could bring in professionals for demonstrations and tournaments. Well, we've accomplished that with their help, and now we don't have a beginner skate park. So when we were um, given this prize by Red Bull, we, you know, it, it was given to the team, and the team could have done anything they wanted to do with it, but we unanimously thought, you know, the community has won this for us. Let's give it back to the community. So we're working with the city planner and the Convention and Visitors Bureau, downtown Main Street, and um, Parks and Rec to uh, create a beginner skateboard area, which we hope will be the first of many in all the different areas of Tupelo. Because most kids don't have access to transportation when they're eight years old. So, um, you know, having something in the neighborhood, having somewhere that families can walk to and they can engage in this activity is really the ultimate goal. Now, where that first one is going to land, I'm really not at liberty to say yet because things can change, right? Things move at the speed of government sometimes. And uh, I'd hate to say that it's going to be one place and then find out that it'll be another, but it will be in a new uh, part of town in Tupelo where there will be a beginner-friendly skate space. I love that, and that just means you'll have to come back, Matt, and share uh, when y'all decide exactly when to break ground and make that sort of happen. I would love to see these pop up all over. I know there's parents who cringe when you say that, me even being one, but I've got a young daughter who's um, been bugging me for a skateboard for a couple years now. We just haven't had the, the place or the space to do it. So to those parents that sort of look at it automatically as, you know, a bobo board or whatever they want to call it, right, um, what can skateboarding, though, do for maybe that, you know, kid that needs to be stimulated or always wants to try new, you know, sort of things? What positive things can a skateboard bring, you know, certain kids? 
Yeah, I'll try to answer that in two ways as quickly as possible. One is the the danger of skateboarding is a bit overstated. Um, you do skin your knees, you do skin your elbows, but in terms of things that you go to the doctor for, right, these are urgent care visits. You have football and soccer, as number one and number two. You know, keep going down the different organized team sports where there's contact. You get down to number 16 and you have volleyball, and skateboarding is number 17. So... Uh, I like to tell parents, skateboarding, we're more safe than than volleyball. Um, now, again, you, you may scratch your elbows, you may scratch your knees a little, but that that's just to be expected. Um, also, in terms of the interest, you know, it's it's been documented that more kids uh, have ridden skateboards for about the last decade than have played baseball. Uh, this is an individual sport. You don't need a team of eight or ten or 12 other people to do this. This is something where you compete with yourself. There's really no wrong way to do it. Um, you're playing with a toy. Uh, you, you can just use it as a vehicle for self-expression. And I think that's a huge part of the positive. Uh, it's, a, it's an avenue for self-expression. It's an avenue for movement, uh, to just get up and move around and, you know, sweat a little and enjoy being outside. Uh, it's also a place where when you go to a public park, you meet your neighbors, and you find out, like, oh, you know what? All these people are, you know, they may have grown up different from me, that we've had different experiences, but really we're all the same, and we're, you know, we want the same things out of life. And I think that's an incredibly positive thing. Um, and skateboarding is also, it has been for me at least, it, it was the vehicle that introduced me to art and travel and music and so many other things that have shaped my life now as a 40, almost 47-year-old. Um and so, uh, you know, it can be a great introduction to a lot of the really good things in life. It can also complement them if they're in other sports or just giving them, you know, an outlet to not be on uh, their devices all the time. If you live in a neighborhood, a skateboard with the right padding, a helmet, and let them, you know, have some fun on the sidewalk. I think, I think the curiosity that comes with trying to surprise yourself by learning new things is a beautiful thing that's often um, missed out because we're afraid that, you know, they may get hurt, which, I mean, don't do dumb things. But in the beginning, I feel like you're, you're right. It's probably a little bit more safer than we give it credit for. I feel like skating's just really taking a turn. Like, I feel like this has built some momentum, Matt. I mean, you're right. The entire state got behind uh, voting for you guys. We even shared it in the Good Things Facebook group um, and the excitement for that. So what's it like at the skate shop? How excited are you guys just to have people like us interested in skating maybe for the first time yeah i really can't overstate it it's it's amazing and you know i'm learning to be a gracious winner i've actually been uh, picked up by the police for skateboarding a couple of times when i was younger i obviously wasn't charged with anything because there was no crime but it was just like you know hey you kids have got to be up to something bad out here you know we don't understand what you're doing in this parking lot at night um, and so, you know, as people tend to fear what they don't understand, and I understand that. And as skateboarding has become more and more part of just the popular culture of America, it's woven itself into the fabric of America, and it's actually an Olympic sport now. So uh, skateboarders are not treated like, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, juvenile delinquents yeah. as much anymore. And to, to have that swing in my lifetime, to have... I mean, we had the mayor of Tupelo get in touch to come out and do a spot for us. Uh, we have the support of so many great public servants in our city that we get to work with. And, you know, guys like y'all that 
Uh, you know, they just see us as, hey, these are people who care about being involved in young people's lives and getting them active and giving them a, a good uh, outlet for self-expression. And, uh, man, I, I love it. I'm glad that I lived to see it. So where can we keep up with Change Skate Shop? I know you mentioned the team. I'm sure you guys compete. So how can we follow you guys or root for you or just keep updated with what you got going on? Sure. So I'd say two things. One is uh, all of our social media is Change Skate. That's Instagram is at Change Skate. Facebook is the same way. Um, and then every September around Labor Day weekend, we throw a big party here in Tupelo called the Change Festival. Last year was the first. This one will be the second annual, and that will be September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Tupelo. Again, we work with the city. We shut down our main street right out in front of Tupelo Hardware where Elvis bought his first guitar. We fill the road up with big ramps. We invite skateboarders from as far as you know, Atlanta to Austin to New Orleans to Nashville. All of the teams come here, and we just fill up the road with not only skateboarding, but we bring in artists, we bring in filmmakers, uh, we bring in musicians and bands, and we just have a big three-day uh, celebration of the culture. And so if you're remotely in- looking for something to- interesting to do on Labor Day weekend, come to Tupelo. Uh, we've got some great hotel packages, and we'd love to have you. That sounds like so much fun, Matt, so much fun. And I'm sure if parents have a question about ordering a skate or anything like that, you mentioned online, I mean, can they get in touch with you, and do you ship? They sure can, yeah, changeskate.com. Uh, we're a one-day ship anywhere in the state of Mississippi and beyond. You know, it's, uh, it's, we're... We're not Amazon. You know, sometimes we take a weekend off, but we would absolutely love to, uh, you know, work with you in the whole process. Uh, any any questions that you guys have along the way as you sort of begin the skateboarding journey in your family, we're here to uh, help point you in the right direction. Well, congratulations again, Matt, not just to you, but to the whole Change Skate Shop family and everyone who helped vote to make this um, possible. I feel like if Rhino and I come visit Tupelo's his hometown, we're going to need that beginner skate park to be finished. But, you know, <laughs> we'll come support and watch uh, for sure. But we look forward to, to chatting with you again, Matt. Hey, that's great. I'll put you with my instructor, Bruce Ballard. He will take good care of you guys. <laughs> All right. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
watch good things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku and Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. And now you can watch good things, too. We're live on Ceasefire TV. If you've got that, we're on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which says a little rainy, I think, in Mississippi. But it's summer, so it's pretty much rainy from May until the end of June or July for the most part. Every day is a chance of rain. <laughs> you can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. But tomorrow you can join Middays with Gerard Gibbert and Mississippi Blood Services in Flowood for World Blood Day. You can donate to spend the prize wheel for a chance to win a $250 Visa card, plus donors get a meal voucher to Lloyd's Mobile Kitchen Food Truck on site that day. So get a little free lunch by doing something good by giving uh, blood. So if, if you want to, that's from 10 to 1 tomorrow at Mississippi Blood Services in Flowood, but I bet they'll be taking blood all day. But Gerard will be there from 10 um, to 1. We've been having some fun over on the Good Things Facebook group. Not only do we post great headlines that I find throughout the state there, I also like to ask fun uh, questions from time to time. And today's is just getting you to ponder when is the last time you did something for the first time? And I think, you know, as kids, we do something for the first time all the time. We're trying new things. We're getting into different sports. We're picking up new hobbies and skills, but then it feels like as we get older, those first-time fun things kind of come to an end, whether we think we're just too old for it or we're just not thinking outside the box. We get in our sort of, um, I guess, uh, routine of the things that we do. Or set in our ways. Set in our ways. And we should change that. Like, we should be, no matter your age, listening to good things, you should be encouraged and inspired to Try something new for the first time. Um, I, this was, I was thinking about it. My, our youngest got on a bike for the first time, like not a tricycle, an actual bike. And yes, it has, um, the little training, the balance training wheels and to watch her excitement of climbing onto something new, getting just yeah, the pedals going and, and sort of feeling that sensation. I was like, wow takes you back to the first time you may have ridden a bike. It could have ended a little scarier for you than it probably did for her. We all remember the first time we went down a hill on a bike, whether you were it was your first time or not. But um, but yeah, I feel like we need more first times trying and doing fun things in our life. Or not even fun things. Like the other day talking about the different cuisines with Mexican being number one here in Mississippi and then all the way down to Italian, Indian, and um can't think of the other one. What was the other one? Either way. Now I'm going to have to think about it. Chinese. Chinese. Thank you. Trying a different cuisine, like for the first time, like just getting out of our own set in ways and do something new. So Especially how if it's off the same menu. Like if you go to the same Mexican restaurant, order the same thing on the menu. So you're every really time. lowering expectations. <laughs> I'm just saying like you can branch it out and just pick a random number out of the combos and try that. So let's not, yeah, let's not get, um, let's not get too ambitious with our first times. But Lizzie says last week she tried riding a three-wheeled bike. She said it wasn't pretty. She forgot how to ride a bike. I think if you haven't ridden one in a while, and I do hear that a three-wheeled, like, it's like sitting up is different than, well, I guess a two-wheel would require your balance. But if you haven't ridden one in decades... Is three-wheel the one where you're laid back on it, or is that the one where it's know. like two wheels on the back with a basket between them? Maybe the three-wheeled one is the one where you're sitting down and your legs are... Because I could see that being, being a little difficult, difficult to get used to. I can't see the 
grown person tricycle with the basket between two wheels being difficult at all. I mean, it's adult training wheels. So I'm gonna guess it's the one where you're more closer, where you're closer to the ground and your feet extend in front of you. I would say even though if you haven't ridden a bike bike in decades, yes, it's like a bike. You don't forget how, but it's a little rusty and you can be a little nervous on it if you haven't done that in a minute. I can't tell you the last time I've ridden a bike. Like, I I don't know. I'm sure I have at some point. I mean, my kids have ridden bikes. I have helped them ride bikes. I have walked and ran while they rode bikes. But I can't tell you the last time I got on a bike and just rode for fun. Tricycle, yes, because that's fun, like to get on a little tricycle. When's the last time you rode a bike? Uh, It's been five or six years ago now, maybe a little longer than that. But it was was when the Wonder Nieces were getting bikes, and I went and dug my old bike out of the shed, and the tires were flat. But I could still ride it. I just couldn't ride it as fast because the tires were flat. Yeah, that tends to happen. Johnny in West Point, he is 60 years old. He just tried eggplant for the first time. He had no clue what he was missing out on. Very good. I love that. So that's a first time, too, for just trying something new, trying a new food, getting a little bit um, out of your comfort zone, going to the different aisles in the grocery store or for at the seafood counter for sure would be a little bit um, – of something new to try. And then let's see. Two wheels lean back is a recumbent bike. Three wheel is a trike, someone said. So I'm not sure. But either way, she tried it. And it was something new for her. And she seemed to, well, I don't know if she found joy in it. She said it was kind of hard. But I don't think she got injured. And that's all that matters. Uh, Suzanne says yesterday she got to attend a, a swim meet for the very first time because her granddaughter is on a swim team. She had never been to a swim meet before. Had no idea what that looked like. It was a completely new experience for her. And so it looks like she may be learning a little bit more about the sport of swimming coming up if she's got a grandkid into it. So you're never too old to sort of dive into new things, pun intended. Tim from the 662, he's running for elected office. You went for something new real big there. So, I mean, but hey, somebody ought to. So congratulations, or not congratulations, I guess good luck. Oh, kudos to you. I don't know if you've won yet, but um, but that's cool. That takes a lot of courage to do something new and sort of put yourself out there in that way. Um, I think that, that yeah, that takes a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guts. I'll a lot more guts. The, to the other end of the extreme where it didn't take a whole lot of guts at all. Air frying roasting nuts. That's still something new that you tried for the first time. Like I, I don't think i've ever really tried roasting nuts any other way but i had an air fryer figured i'd use the air fryer because it's usually quicker and everything and it was it was shockingly easy and good oh yeah but you know you bring up a point with the air fryer and that's my digestion hat on it is so much healthier to cook so many different things and folks are so resistant on even just giving it a try because you're so used to what french fries taste like, what your chicken tenders at home taste like, what your pork chops taste like, all that tastes like. And yes, I am not going to sit here and say it's 100% an identical, you know, um, taste, texture, flavor swap, but it's really close. And so I would encourage you, like, give it a just try it. If yeah, not, like with fries. If you like crispier fries, just add a couple minutes to the recommended time. You're not going to burn them in that amount of time, and they'll be crispy just like you want them. Mm-hmm. 
then you may find something brand new that can improve not only your health, but give you more variety there in your home. I think recipes, though, are hard to try for the first time. If you haven't ever really cooked something new, I I got my um, husband a Blackstone cooked up for an early Father's Day present this past weekend. And But he's totally different. He's all in on something new. He already joined Facebook groups, did the whole thing. We've had almost every meal on it since uh, since last uh, Friday afternoon. And it's been fun. It's been fun, and it's been enjoyable to have something new and different um, to explore and experiment with, even though it's still it's food. But it's different because it's cooked in a different way. It's um, cooked on something different. It's like having your own hibachi. It is, yes, and that is actually the first thing he cooked was hibachi. Um, Did he the, try to do the little volcano out of an onion? No, not yet. He, uh, he, he's going to work up to that. He's going to work up to that. But we got the rice down, the chicken down, the vegetables down, and so I thought it was it was really cool. Fries are nowhere near close to true, <laughs> truly fried fries, Dave said in the air fryer. Facts. It's not going to be like deep fried, but they will still be crispy and crunchy and exponentially healthier for you. So save the fried fries for weekends and fun times. Use the air fryer for healthier weekdays. Just trying to slide that back. Or just be Take right in the middle and buy the bagged frozen fries that are already mostly fried and you're just heating them up with the air fryer. Darren and Jackson, it's how my husband feels about fishing. I tried something new. I took my wife duck hunting with me. That won't happen again. But at least you tried. But that was me saying, hey, look, I went. I gave a fishing tournament a try. I'm sorry that it was like 30 degrees the entire time. And I was was my toes were frostbit by the time we made it back to the boat ramp. And I swore I'd never do this ever, ever again. But I tried. Perfect song, Rhino. Perfect song. Always on point with that. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. But baby, you hardly even know when I try to show you. Song is meant to keep you doing what you're supposed to. Waking up too early. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, 
on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station and over on Facebook on the Good Things Facebook group, an ever-growing community of like-minded folks who just want to see the good headlines of our state and have some good uh, conversation, which today we're talking about what is when is the last time you did something for the first time? Eggplant has come up again. Cindy said she was on the coast this weekend. She had an appetizer. It was eggplant fries. They were strips of eggplant breaded and fried with mango salsa. They were delicious. So there's you something else to, to give a try this, um, I guess, this summer. I actually have an eggplant. The only reason why I have an eggplant, which I planted a little bit later. So I guess this is me. I have another eggplant. This is my first time to ever ever plant um, eggplant. It's because our good things um, favorite, Gary Bachman, who is a master gardener, he's now retired, but he's on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. He really should be dubbed like the tomato man because that's his, that's his, sort of his gig. I said, what do I need to plant? And he told me to plant tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers because they all grow well together. And I said, cool, I'll do that. And so I've got peppers, tomatoes, and eggplants all with uh, bloom, so we're ready for for them to come. But this will be my first time growing, and maybe I'll get an eggplant, and then I can make eggplant fries and give that a try. I really was wondering what I was going to do with eggplant other than roast it or deep fry it. A little eggplant parmesan. Yeah, you're getting a little bit out of my um, my comfort zone there. Nah, you just bread it. You know what? Fry I will, it and put cheese. I will bring you some egg. Ho- hopefully. Hopefully, I will bring you some eggplant. This was also our first time to ever try strawberries. We got a strawberry, and she was delicious, and that was it. She was it. She was the only child, and that's all she wrote. I think we planted ours a little a little later for that, though. But planning things for the first time can be really scary, too. I mean, scary is probably a dramatic word for it because it's just planting something. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't grow, it, it just doesn't, doesn't grow. grow. But it can be such a letdown. Like you're, you, And it can be an investment to, to go and sort of um, yeah. get all of the stuff. And so, but Gary would tell you if he was here on Good Things that that's part of it. You just put it in there, see if it grows, see what works, and then, you know, just keep keep going and keep doing, which... Um, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. I also think that's what we're trying to, you know, encourage today, that um, you shouldn't stop trying things for the first time. Like, I've never kayaked. So we have on our list of things to do this summer is to kayak a river um, not far from central Mississippi and enjoy that one summer Saturday. And so I'm a little nervous. Just Usually not, with a with a kayak rental, especially around here. Around I mean, I know it's not white southeast. water kayaking, but well, it, you're you're not more often than not you're not going to rent a kayak that is the what you think of as the stereotypical kayak where mm-hmm. you're you're inside of it and you have the little bib that you brought up around you yourself. Feel like and you're going to suffocate roll, and die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you roll, you're still in the boat. A lot of times the rental kayaks are closer to like coastal kayaks where it's you can bail a easily. big surfboard, a gotcha. big floaty surfboard that you sit on. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. I'm a little claustrophobic, just a teeny touch. So I'd hate to have a panic attack on the middle of the Okotoma, but it could happen. And then, you know, we'd figure it out. You know, I want a paddleboard, too. That's on my list of never things I've tried. I've never things I've never tried, but I'd love to do like the stand up kind. Is that yeah, what you call it? Yeah, that's basically like the stand up, whatever. I feel like it would be a lot harder. Yeah, you got to maintain looks. your balance a lot. It, it, 
maintaining your balance is more important with a paddleboard than with a kayak. But it's essentially the same mode of transportation, just one you're sitting and one you're standing. You both you have a paddle for both. You're going downstream usually. I mean, you can paddleboard on bodies of water that aren't moving. Might be a good way to try it out. Can try the bathtub. It might not be I'm big totally enough. But I'm totally I have joking. seen people practice in a pool. That would be fun. You'd need kind of a big pool, though, huh? Eh. Just, just, I mean, you're, you're getting used to the balance bring of it. Your local, just bring your skateboard to your local community pool and just say, hey, I'm trying something for the first time. I wanted to give it a go here. Skydiving would also, lots of things around water for me, but it's summer. Skydiving, not, that's not water. I was about to say skydiving I don't want to skydive. Never you done that. Have no, <laughs> I've never done it. I have no desire to. Scuba diving, though. I like mid-level water scuba diving. I probably should start with snorkeling, but I have the fear of choking and dying right there at the beauty, beautiful fishes. Another one of those things you can try in the pool. That would be something I could try in the pool. Yeah. Snorkeling. <laughs> just don't mind me. I'm just trying to get over a fear so I can then go and do something fun and beautiful in a bigger, larger body of water. Neely, who's that? That's just my mom. <laughs> She's practicing snorkeling. In the local community pool. No reason. All right. The conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We really would love to have you there, but stick with us. you got more up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.